Welcome back to the From Pain to Peace podcast. So I know this podcast came out a little late for May since May is Mental Health Awareness Month, but I wanted to take some time this month intentionally to focus on my mental health as well as um, get myself together because there were some things with my mental health that I wasn't okay with and needed to get some help. But since it's still Mental Health Awareness Month, I did want to talk about a topic that I know is a struggle but isn't talked about too much. I'm your host, Courtney, and today we'll be talking about self-sabotage. So today's topic is all about talking about self-sabotage. Knowing how you self-sabotage and understanding the triggers behind it can help you move forward to your goals and dreams in life. So let's get into it. I just want to set the stage by giving the dictionary definition. So self-sabotage is when people do or do not do things that block their success or prevent them from accomplishing their goals. This can happen consciously or unconsciously. Some examples are procrastination or negative self-talk. It's also important to keep in mind that self-sabotage can hinder yourself physically, mentally, and emotionally. When self-sabotage becomes a chronic issue, we start to go through a negative thought spiral, which results in a continuous mindset of counterproductive thoughts and actions. This can affect our goals we have for our lives, um, drive some folks to very destructive behaviors, and feed into depression and anxiety. The best way to keep from self-sabotage or to keep it from putting yourself in a self-destructive cycle is learning how to recognize the different behaviors and your personal triggers. At least in my personal experience, my self-sabotage behavior always starts with me taking, you know, those little five to 15 minute breaks from an important project and eventually extending into an hour because I'm on social media and then eventually not working on that project for days to realize I'm actually procrastinating. I'm either procrastinating due to stress or having imposter syndrome. I mean, even writing this episode and recording this episode, I was procrastinating quite a bit because I didn't think I should be the person to really talk about this subject. I even look back into the past weeks of May and April, and there were some self-sabotaging behavior because of my negative self-talk towards my abilities mentally and physically that I already have and what I'm capable of achieving. I know for me, a lot of my internal trigger for self-sabotage has to do with my mental state from my trauma. Now, that isn't always the reason, but a lot of it stems from it. Other causes of self-sabotage can be rejection or neglect, adaptive behaviors that continue past your need for survival, and then modeling patterns or behaviors as a child or avoidance is stronger than your approach towards your goals. All these causes and reasons can pop up in your work life, relationships, and personal growth. So to read more about these five different reasons, I do actually have a link in the description of the podcast that you can check out that gives a little more psychology behind the reasons and why those certain reasons pop up for you. But in order to help yourself overcome some of your self-sabotage behaviors, there are five practical strategies for overcoming those behaviors. 
So the first one is practice self-compassion and challenge your negative self-talk. So for me, this is the most important. And one of the things I struggle with, especially with negative self-talk. My first thought is if you can have compassion for other people in your life, like friends and families, you can also learn to have that same compassion and grace for yourself as well. Being able to give yourself grace allows for you to keep things realistic and be aware that it's actually okay if you're not capable of doing everything. Um, also being able to challenge your negative self-talk is a great habit to help with self-confidence throughout your lifetime. Number two, set realistic goals and create a plan for achieving them. Now, when we think of goals, most people tend to do this at the beginning of the year, around new year to set goals for the full year. Um, and they kind of start to fade in February and March because these are such big, real goals, but they're never broken down into smaller and realistic goals for the year. So I always take the time to say, there's maybe three or four really big goals I know I want to hit for the year and breaking those down into small realistic goals each month. But realizing those goals throughout the year could also change. So don't get discouraged if you need to have a shorter timeline to stay motivated or your goals change, but to keep actually moving forward instead of avoiding them. So once you set that plan, stick to the plan, be flexible with changes that may come and disrupt that plan, but keep moving forward. Number three is focus on the present moment and avoid obsessing about the past or future. So obviously this is harder than anything imagined or just talking about focusing on the present. Um, but it is really hard, especially if you're a naturally pessimistic person like I am. It honestly gets harder, at least in my opinion, with the social media access we have about people's lives, because on social media, people put their lives on there, but only in the best light. They don't always show their day-to-day, -day, what's really going on with them, and it can be really hard to understand or to get out of that mindset of thinking maybe you've messed up in the past or you're not going to be as successful as someone you see on social media in the future. It honestly can start to feed into comparison. So comparing your day-to-day -day life to someone you don't know that you're following on social media because all you're seeing is the best light of their life. So at least when you stick into the present moment, it can actually help you ground yourself in gratitude and stay focused on what's currently in front of you and remove the anxiety of the future. So one of the best ways I like to stay present in the moment is to actually have like a no social media day. So I'm actually focusing on what's happening in front of me physically um, throughout my day or, you know, taking time throughout your day to say, this is the only time I'm doing social media or if you're doing a project, I'm doing this project for one hour. It allows you to ground yourself in what you're doing in the present moment. Number four, build a support system of friends, family, or a therapist. Now, if you've read the blog, I 
am in therapy. <laughs> um, and I am a big proponent for therapy due to the fact that a therapist is one of the best options you can have in your support system for two reasons. They're a person that's been studying the psychology of the brain and maybe they're experts in what you need help with when it comes to therapy. And then two, they are supposed to be an unbiased third party in your situation and not there to just tell you what to do, but allow you to get to the best possible option for yourself. In my opinion, that has been the best way for me to have a support system, but that's not the only way you can have a support system. You can obviously have a support system with your friends and family, and I think that's just important in general in life, regardless of what you're going through. You know, having people that can give you advice, help you through life challenges, be an understanding ear, can help you talk through certain scenarios, help you figure out behaviors, can be really helpful when it comes to moving forward and being pushed out of those self-sabotage behaviors. So if you are looking for a therapist, I would suggest checking out BetterHelp. But just remember, therapists, friends, or families having a support system can really help with not only getting out of those self-sabotage behaviors, just with in general with moving through life. And then number five is celebrate small wins and progress rather than only focusing on setbacks. So this is probably the second hardest thing for me outside of combating my negative self-talk is actually celebrating the small wins. I used to think that if I didn't get to the ultimate goal, there was no point in celebrating the steps it took to get to that goal. And a lot of times your support system can help you remind you that you need to celebrate the small wins because they're wins. You're making the necessary steps to get your ultimate personal growth goal, career goal, whatever, wherever you're trying to get to, you're taking the necessary steps to do that. So some of the things I like to do, at least I like to do um, with my partner is we tend to go out to a nice fancy restaurant or a new restaurant to celebrate small wins like promotions, salary increases, you know, getting done with the outside, whatever it is, um, it's celebrating that step that I've overcome or he's overcome to the next step to ultimately get to the end goal. At least for me, when I realize celebrating small wins helps me to celebrate just this, literally the small steps of me getting there, um, helps me to stay encouraged helps me to look back and realize that all the work I've done has been for something, not nothing. Celebrating the small wins can actually help when it comes to combating negative self-talk um, and keeping up your motivation to get towards those goals. Obviously, overcoming self-sabotage behaviors takes constant work. Even I continue to work on it. Just writing this podcast, I had to work on overcoming my behaviors <laughs> more than five times. And the best way, in my opinion, is to focus on the success of getting past the behavior and being able to get back to your goals, whether they're career or personal. Also, take comfort in that you aren't the only person dealing with this and you can too. 
overcome. Just remember, self-sabotage behaviors are normal, but these five great strategies can help you get overcome those behaviors. Remember, self-sabotage behaviors are normal, and the five strategies I just talked about can actually help you overcome those behaviors. Just take one of these strategies today and start to implement them this month. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform and comment on what you loved about this episode and others. Thanks again for listening to the From Pain to Peace podcast. And until next time, enjoy your journey.